I'm Sam Mitchell. I'm BJ Yoho. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the, the Thundercast, Thundercast Holiday Special. On today's episode, we interview Mr. Groff and Mrs. Mitchell, people who spread cheer around the middle school at Eastern Green. Thank you, Sam. This is BJ Yoho here. Today, I have a very special guest with me. I have Mr. Jake Graff, father of the one and only Jake Claus, and I have 8th grade middle school teacher Gina Mitchell, who is also Sam's mother. How are we doing today? I'm doing well. Doing great, BJ. That's great. All right, so obviously Jacqueline is well known for her toy drive. Can you tell me how that got started? Everybody comes from somewhere. Tell me how that started. Yeah, well, we started, um, of course, Jacqueline, uh, she was a Riley kid since, uh, since she was two years old, or two weeks old, I'm sorry. And while we were up there, we saw so many different things and, and saw how that, uh, that they treated Jacqueline and, and the rest of the family, you know. We've got other uh, children, none of them, none of the others are Riley kids, but, you know, they would be up there with Jacqueline at appointments and at hospital stays, and they would get toys and stuff. So it, we really saw the need for it, and, uh, of course, we knew what you guys were doing up here, and we wanted to help out. So it was just a, a natural thing. And, of course, we were in the Bloomfield, and it's all Greene County area. So, you know, we're collecting toys from uh, all basically Greene County and some of Bloomington. So it just felt like the right thing to do. Sweet. So you, you just said that Jacqueline is a Riley kid. Can you tell me a little bit of her story? Uh, Jacqueline, uh, when she was born, uh, she was she was seemed to be fine and everything. But after a couple weeks, we started noticing that she couldn't couldn't keep her temperature up. Uh, she wasn't really gaining weight. There were some issues, and we uh, we went up to the doctor up at Bloomington, and they sent us up to Riley. And through several appointments and visits. Uh, the first time we were up there, we found out she was sepsis and had uh, infection in her blood. Uh, really about lost her then. Went back for many more tests, and eventually they found out she had a very rare genetic disorder called Rubenstein-Tabey syndrome. Um, and she's had several surgeries, um, and you know she's, she's doing pretty good now, but uh, she'll always be a Riley kid and always have some issues and stuff. So That's a... That's really interesting. I like what you said. She's still a Riley kid. No matter where you are in the world today, you always trace your roots back to Riley. Yeah, they, they saved her life, so, yeah, she always will be. So, obviously, with the toy drive, I'm sure it's gotten really successful. I just read the numbers now. How much toys have you raised so far this year? Uh, we are uh, just a little over 1,400 toys right now, um, which is amazing uh, what the community does. Our, our goal was a thousand, so we very much exceeded that, uh, surprisingly. So, just it, it's amazing how everybody comes together and helps out. I'm gonna ask you this, Mrs. Mitchell, because of how the middle school has collected all these toys, especially with Jacqueline's story and her want to collect all these toys for Riley. What made the middle school want to? help donate these funds to Jacqueline and for Riley? I, I think it's needed, and I think it's important. Um, I know it started with you um, in the Greene County area, 
And when, BJ, when you were collecting them, I, I mean, I just thought it was e- extremely important for the um, kids at Riley to have Christmas presents, you know, especially if they couldn't go home during the holidays. So I just, talking to you, talking to your mom, I knew how important it was and how happy it made the kids. So when you left the middle school and you came to the high school, you know, it just really wasn't talked about, and I just decided, and I talked to Mr. Alt and said, you know, can we continue to do this because um, it's important, and we also have a lot of Riley kids at the middle school, and so I just think it's it, it needs to happen, and as long as I'm there, it's going to. That's really great. So how do you go by collecting all these toys? How does it usually happen? Well, in the middle school, a lot of it is getting the word out. I've been a teacher for several years, and I've done the D.C. trip, and I've done lots and lots of fundraising. So a lot of it is trial by error, figuring out what works and what doesn't work. For me, it's just getting the word out through social media, through Facebook, through Twitter, um, sending mass emails to parents, Uh, We kind of repositioned the sled this year and put it in a different location, and I think it's kind of more strategic that it sits there. But um, just when you walk in the door, um, it's there, and then the kids see it every morning. Um, And and, and they they really get into it, too. I mean, they, they know. They know who it's for. They know, you know, after they listen to this, they're going to know the story. And I just... They see it, and they want to be involved, too. So that's that's how I do it, is just kind of staying in people's faces about it and getting the word out that we're doing it. For us, uh, again, uh, just like you, social media is is a huge driver of that. Of course, my wife, she's she's a, you know, very well known on, on social media, especially around Bloomfield and Greene County and stuff. And when we had Jacqueline, a lot of people followed her story. And so... You know, a lot of people have just seen that, and then they know we do the toy drive and stuff. We've done some floats and some parades and collected toys, so that really helps get the word out. I've put some stuff out on my business page as well, showing. So that, that gets a little different reach than, than just the friends and stuff of Bloomfield and stuff. So, yeah, it's just letting everybody know, and, you know, a lot of churches out there want to help, and, and this gives them a, a good I don't want to say easy, but an easy way to give during the holiday season, you know, because they're at Walmart or or wherever and they're picking up toys. They can pick up a couple more and uh, just just gives them an avenue to to give. That's what I was going to say, actually, was a lot of people during the the holidays want to give back. I in, in my mind and for my family, there's always two or three things that I think this is important you know, Sam and I have volunteered at the soup kitchen in Bloomington, and I think that's important. Um, I always give to the Angel Tree. I always buy toys for the toy drive as well. And I just think it's really important, but a lot of people want that. They want to give. So, I mean, if you're going to give, a lot of people say Riley. I mean, Riley is the place to give. Most people know somebody who has been a Riley patient, is a Riley patient, has been in the past. So I, I think that's that's the one that people are familiar with, and they, they do great things. So, And I, I think it, it gives a much better feeling than just writing a check to some place. You know, you're, you're actually physically, you're, you're buying this, and you know some kid is going to enjoy that. So, A lot of people, when they want to give, they almost immediately 
turn to Riley. I think there are a lot of people, not in just this community, but actually quite a lot of people in Indiana itself that have been impacted by Riley Hospital in some form. Maybe not with them specifically, and maybe not even a family member, like a close friend or a friend's friend. They always have some sort of impact with that. Well, even if it's not just through Riley Hospital, a lot of the, um, like, IU Health is through Riley now. So, you know, like, my son, several of my nieces and nephews, they they see, a you know, the um, IU Health Riley in Bedford. So it's kind of all together now. So I think everybody in some way, shape, or form, you know, is, is affiliated with that. I think, too, a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, organizations that people donate to, a lot of times you don't know where the funds go, and it kind of becomes questionable. But I, I think with Riley, I don't think people, I don't think people question that. I mean, especially with the toys. I mean, I've been with you when we delivered the toys, and I mean, they're ready for you when you come. They take the toy. You know exactly where those toys are going to go. They're going to go into the hands of uh, of kids that need them for sure. So I know when I did my toy drive, the probably the most challenging part was to try and to convince people that this was an important thing to do, and that donating to Riley is really important. Let's say that somebody came up to you and asked you, why is this so important? What do you think you would say to them? I personally would tell them our story would be one way and just invite them to go up there on a tour and because when you when you walk through those halls and you see those kids uh it it really can just change the way you look at life I mean it's it's an amazing place and you know like I said it's not just about the kids it's about the families as well for me you know you're my son's best friend and We've known your family since you were in preschool, and that's my connection is is you and you know you needing to you needing Riley, you know as you've gotten older. So that that's my direct connection is doing it for you and your family, your friends, and then the other people at Riley too. So Miss Mitchell, a lot of the kids at Eastern already know what not only my toy drive, but maybe a few of the kids even know about Jacqueline's toy drive. And obviously, kids grow up. They come to high school. And now you find yourself with a new group of kids that don't know what that is. How do you try to educate about the toy drive and the need of giving? The, the kids from year to year know me, obviously, because I'm their English teacher. But I think that they see... I mean, that I am a giving person. I mean, I'll give the shirt off of my back to any kid that needs it, um, and that's just that's just the way that I am. So, you know, after you and Sam left the middle school, I think people still know you, and if they ask me specifically about the toy drive, I'll tell them what it is, but then a lot of times I say, do you know BJ Oho? And then they do. I mean, most people know you in the community because of your speaking engagements, so I just try to keep it there. I just try to keep it going. And if if I tell your story to them, then, you know, and, and even in any kid with special needs. Um, so, yeah, they're aware of it, and I, I talk about it a lot. 
it's really good to keep the memory alive, mm-hmm. especially with new generations that are coming. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that is really, really important. Absolutely. With Jaqueline's toy drive, I, I'm sure she's already created this big legacy, and everybody knows who she is and who she's for, for Riley. Mm-hmm. What kind of legacy do you guys and Jacqueline want to leave behind, even in the years where perhaps she's, you're not doing the toy drive anymore? I think it's a legacy of hope and of giving. I mean, there was times when, you know, we really did not know if Jacqueline would make it or not. And, and you know, we always had that hope, and it just that, that changes you. And, and there was a lot of... There were so many people in the community that was pulling for her and praying for her. And and I hope that always gets remembered, you know. And, and if it's not Jacqueline, there, there's many other kids that need prayed for and hoped for. And, you know, that, that you're building that legacy just by sharing her story. And, and you know, it's, it's so easy to do with, with social media and podcasts and, and things like that. So, yeah, I just hope that... that you know, 100 years from now, you know, it's still going. This toy drive, you know, is still going to help, whether it's Riley or, or any other place, you know, just, just, just the spirit of giving and not just at Christmas time all year long. In your own words, with obviously Jacqueline being your daughter, what does the name Jacqueline Claus mean to you? The name, when you, when you think of the Claus or Santa Claus or Jacqueline Claus or BJ Claus, you know, you're thinking of giving and helping other people out. That, that that's what I really think. That's what I think this whole whole thing is. Is is you are in essence helping people out. It, you know, there there's kids in Riley. There's that that you know they even if they were home, they may not get anything for Christmas. You know, w- when they're up there, they're away from their families, things like that. This gives them hope, and it gives them something to hold on to. And to yes, for us, it's a twenty dollars toy or something, but it can be the world to them. And but that's kind of what it means to me is is just really hope. That I I agree, and and I, I mean I have never distributed the toys, but I can only imagine. Um, you know, I try to instill in my students and my son that you know you you get up on Christmas morning and you open presents and you're home and you know there some kids aren't there you know they're in a hospital and when they're presented with that toy they get to open a toy too um, in a hospital and maybe for just a short amount of time they're they're happy or they've it's Christmas and they've gotten a new toy and um, they can maybe forget about their struggles for a little while Mm. so that's that's what I think is let's just help, you know, on Christmas. I think with a lot of people with with the luxury of being home for Christmas and getting to open a present every day, they really forget that there are other people out there that don't have that same luxury. And sometimes it's really hard to remind them that that is true in the world. And so I think with Jacqueline Claus, that's really kind of a wake-up call that, hey, there are some kids in the hospital that don't get to be home, that don't get to wake up under a Christmas tree. And I think that with Jacqueline, she's really showing a, a lot of people that of the reality. Yeah. So I really like that. 
I, I think with what Jacqueline is doing and as she gets older, you know, and, and your family, um, I think it can lead to great things. I think it can, you know, if we educate the kids, like, this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it and um, teach them to be good human beings and, and to give, you know, give back to the, the community, maybe they'll do something else. Maybe it will instill in them just to be a giving person, you know, just just in general. So, and I, I don't know if you realize, like, when you did the toy drive, that you probably did that. You probably created that giving with this within somebody, and then they may have went and done something else. And then now she's going to do that, and your family's going to do that. So that's it's like a domino effect. Yeah. Something good happens, other good things happen too. With the toy drive, a, a lot of people, they come up to me, and they ask, they just tease me, they go, BJ, why'd you give it up? And I go, well, I didn't really give it up. It, there's always still that instilling people that when, with Jacqueline now doing the toy drive, obviously in the future, something's going to happen where she's going to find out what she wants to do with her life in college. And with that, obviously the toy drive will probably start to fizzle out of her mind. That's what kind of what happened to me, especially when I got to high school. That's one of the main reasons why I stopped doing my toy drive because I was thinking about my future. I, I wasn't necessarily forgetting about the giving part. I was just, I just wanted to find out what was next. You were just switching gears. Yeah. You passed the torch. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> the qu- my question is, when that piece of reality eventually comes to mind, how do you plan on handling that, especially with the legacy that she's already left? Well, I think, you know, I, I think the natural progression, is, and, and it may be kind of what you did, you know, you, you focus on the toy drive as a, as a, as a younger kid. And, stuff. and, of course, Jacqueline, you know, she's, almost, she's only four right now. So she, you know, she's just loving everything. Um, but, you know, then you move on into the uh, Riley Dance Marathons. And, and in which case you're, you know, you, instead of doing toys, you're raising money to help everybody out, which they do all kinds of good things with that money. And then, you know, just like you did, you pass, you know, you pass the toy thing on to somebody else and you focus on that. And then, you know, as you get older, hopefully, you know, you have built this legacy that will follow you basically forever. And, you know, when you, when you get out of college, you're helping with charities and you're helping with, you know, just just that's become that's the person you have become. And and that's the great thing. And hopefully you take a lot of people with you and other and you've taught other people the joy of giving. And, you know, we go to these dance marathons and you see all these teenagers and college kids and stuff. And they're all really, really trying to help other people out through you know, standing for 12 hours or, or whatever it is. And, and I think you're just, you're building that up and, and just, you know, that's, that's kind of the whole legacy thing. Yeah, I think the, the seed gets planted. And I think, I mean, lots of seeds have been planted, but you planted that seed with the toy drive and then became interested in something else. So, and, you know, sometimes um, the, the seed can be planted when somebody is really small, like you were. But then sometimes it's it's as an adult that they start understanding, like, I'm going to give. I'm going to be more giving. I mean, I had a special needs child. 
um, I met you, and then just kind of progressed. I became a teacher, and then that's just kind of the person that I've developed into because I just it it really satisfies me to to give and to you know rather than take give and see people happy. I think there's a big connection. I say it a lot when I go and speak publicly, but the parable spoken by Jesus, if you don't mind me sharing it with you, obviously I, I'm paraphrasing. I I have mostly read it off from the Bible and my speech, so I'm paraphrasing. It was a miracle from the tiniest of a mustard seed. No matter how small it is, it can grow into the tallest tree. And it, it really ties in there because if you remember, the mustard seed is the smallest seed in existence, but it can grow into the tallest tree in the garden. And you, no matter what you do to give back, no matter how small or how big, the legacy, the memory is still there, and it's going to keep growing. Absolutely. What's small to one person like could be huge to someone else. I saw the the fact that you started the toy drive, and then now that Jacqueline has taken over, you probably can't imagine how many lives you've touched. And she's as she gets older, she's going to touch a lot of lives too, and that's really what it's about. Well, you you never know what that one act of kindness does to somebody. You may just be you know smiling at the right person at the right time, and it could just change. I mean, you just. That's why you always just need to be a good person because you never know when it's going to affect somebody. Be a good human. I need yeah. to make that T-shirt <laughs> that says be a good human because yeah. that would solve a lot of world's problems yep. if yeah. we could do that. I think a lot of people, I think at times almost any, everybody can forget that sometimes. Absolutely. Especially mm-hmm. with the world that we live in today. I think a lot of people can forget that, whether it's intentional or not. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we can just keep that in our mindset, that would make the world a much better place. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yep. Do you have any closing remarks that you would like to say to our listeners at home that may be listening to us right now? You know, I just want to thank everybody for their kindness. You know, we've had some people give 20, 30 toys. We've had some people give one, and it's all so important. Uh, you really are making a difference in some kids' life. And it, it may just be a small difference, but just just to get get a smile out of them is is so worth it. Thank you, and thank you, BJ, for everything that you've done. You know, we we probably would not be doing what we're doing without what you did. So thank you for everything that you did. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll just go back to the be a good human <laughs> because <laughs> I think that is just so so important. You know, I feel fortunate sometimes because I'm a teacher, and that's what I want to do, and I love it, but I feel like I have that platform to to help students become better humans um, and, and to give. So I, I just, I try to wake up every morning, and you know, sometimes we wake up, we're grouchy, and I get it, you know, we're all human that way, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I just, you know, I try to... I try to do one nice thing or multiple nice things every day. And you, you never know. Um, I had a girl one time, she uh, left me, she had went to boot camp, um, one of my former students, and she left me an email and said, I got through boot camp 
because of this one thing that you said to me. I had no idea what she was talking about. And so she said, well, do you remember that one day whenever, you know, you said you need to be a strong, independent woman. And if, if you can't get through something, remember this. And I don't remember. I wish that I did because that was a pivotal moment for her. And I don't remember. So you never know. You never know with the toy drive, with what you say. Um, you just never know who you're going to touch. So it's awesome. So thank you. Thank you for starting it. We appreciate it. Thank you. Jake, I want to kind of ask you, with everybody that's listening to this right now, someone might be the next person that continues Jaqueline's legacy. If that is the case, what would you like to say to them right now? Be ready. It's a lot of work, but it is so fulfilling. Uh, when you... You know, and, and when we deliver the toys, we, we hand them over to the nurses and the stuff. We don't physically get to deliver them. Um, but I've been on the receiving end, and so I know exactly how that feels. So it, it's probably one of the most rewarding things I've done in my life. And on the flip side of that, being in the position I'm in, um, it is extremely rewarding. You know, the day that we had a few toys in the sled – and I thought, you know, oh, come on, like, let's get some toys in here. I, you know, I really wanted that to happen. So I used the social media to try to get the word out. And then um, it was between classes. I walked down the hallway, and then I saw it was full. I was completely full. And I literally, like, screamed down the hallway. I think I scared, like, ten <laughs> kids to death. But I looked, and I was like, when did this happen? I mean, and so – just that feeling that I got that was like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, people did this. Um, I will say that we did have each year we do have a community member that um, if they see that the sled isn't very full, they come and they fill it up. And that is what happened. He he's asked me not to say his name, so I'll mm -hmm. respect that. But but we, we come together and community members do that. Well, hey, thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you for taking your time out of your days to come tell me a little bit about the toy drive and what it means to you and just to spread the word. Thank you again. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Mr. Graff and Mrs. Mitchell as we talk about the toy drive. Thank you for joining us for this holiday special episode. And always remember to have a happy holidays. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Thundercast. Please tune in for our next episode coming very soon. If you have any suggestions or comments, please email us at thundercast at egreen.k12.in.us. You can subscribe to hear every episode of Thundercast on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Podbean. All content in this podcast is property of Eastern Green School Corporation and may not be used without express written permission, all rights reserved.